Newsbreak podcast. The detectives from Inanda FCS unit arrested a 50-year-old suspect at Malugazi for several charges of rape. And the first case was reported in 2008, where it is alleged that the suspect targeted unsuspecting victims in the Deben CBD. And he would then ask the victims to accompany him to his pingo, where he would rape them and also rob them of their belongings. Now, of course, you mentioned that the first case was reported in 2008. It's been quite a while. Talk to me about the community engagement and how that sort of intervention assisted police in being able to nab the serial rapist. With the legal information that was at hand at the detectives from the Inanda FCS unit, managed to connect all the dots and managed to apprehend the suspect who was then charged for 22 counts of rape. And the last incident took place on the 20th of August. And the detective tried all means to make sure that the suspect was placed uh, under arrest. And the community members also assisted in terms of nailing the suspect. Could you describe the modus operandi of this particular suspect? Yes, his modus operandi was to lure unsuspecting victims who were in the Deben CPD and he would convince them to accompany them to Ispingo because he was not familiar with the area and then he would lure the victims to the secluded areas where he would rape and also rob them of their belongings. You mentioned that there are 22 victims that are known. At this point, do you believe that there could be other victims as well that have not come forward? Yes, we do believe that there might be other victims who have not come forward to open the cases. And we are also appealing to those victims to make sure that they come forward and report the cases at their nearest police station. The suspect is expected to appear in court this morning. What range of charges will he be facing? Yes, the suspect is expected to appear in court this morning uh, for charges of rape. KwaZulu Natal has recorded a large number of sexual offences over the last few years. How significant is this particular arrest and this find in terms of being able to curb those numbers? Yes, this is a victory for the SAPS in the province because we have seen quite a number of convictions that are imposed on a regular basis on the sexual offences cases. And we are hoping that this is also a victory for us. There are still ongoing operations that are being conducted in the province to keep all the sexual-related cases. Meanwhile, President Cyril Ramaphosa recently signed into law three new legislative amendments that will significantly extend legal protection for victims of domestic and gender-based violence. Mosaic is a community-based NGO working to prevent domestic violence in SA and was among the organizations involved. Karen Rees is the Advocacy Policy and Research Officer at Mosaic and says these amendments will help remove the administrative hurdles that victims face when trying to access protection. Mosaic is very excited about the Domestic Violence Amendment Act and the proposed changes. The changes really do address inefficiencies that we saw in the previous act. When that act came into being in 1998 and hadn't been changed since then. So the changes we're seeing now are very progressive. They make justice a lot more accessible. Karen, one of the significant changes to the act is the introduction of electronic applications for Mm. protection orders. Now, you've said that the simplified process increases access to justice in a way that the country has not seen before. How so? So currently, 
Firstly, if you are experiencing domestic violence and you want to apply for a protection order, you have to more than likely take a day off work if you do work, or you need to be able to find funds in order to travel to your closest magistrate's court, and you need to wait for the process of applying for a protection order, which is filling out legal forms, filling out an affidavit, waiting to see a clerk who then needs to take your application to a magistrate for consideration. For the first time in the history of South Africa, this process can now be done online. So we haven't been informed yet whether this will just be done via email or there will be an online system, but you will be able to apply online the application will go directly to a clerk and to a magistrate. If your matter is seen as serious and as qualifying for an interim protection order, the magistrate can actually approve and provide that interim protection order without the victim ever having gone to court. Now, this is a massive win for victims, purely because many are not able to make it to court or have to return to court multiple times to learn of the outcome of their application. Karen, now the act further provides SAPS the authority to use necessary force Mm. and that's to gain access to a victim where the abuser or another person denies access. My question to you, do you think that this would be met with challenges though as abusers tend to control domestic incidents? So that's actually, it's, it's a great question and it's the very reason why this provision has been put in the act. For the longest time, if police went to a scene and they were denied access, they had to first go and obtain a warrant of arrest in order to gain access to the property to see if the victim is okay. This is no longer necessary. Now, if a SAPS member arrives at the place of residence or place of work or study of the victim of domestic violence and are denied access, they can now forcefully enter the property. So I don't see it being a challenge as much as I see it as being a protective measure for for victims of violence. Now, I also understand that the Act now compels the court to extend the interim order in the case that a respondent appears on the return date, but the complainant does not attend. Why should the court also extend the return date then? It's vitally important. One of the things that you mentioned just now was around the respondent or the alleged perpetrator of this abuse around controlling a victim, or in this case, the applicant. Often what you would find is that a applicants would be prevented from coming to court, whether they be threatened or whether they be locked in the house and unable to get out. And what would often happen is then the matter would be struck off the court roll and not considered. Now with the extension of the return date, it means that the interim protection order remains in force. So the person is still protected, but at the same time, they have a second opportunity to come before the magistrate for the matter to be made final. What the Act also makes provision for is for the court clerk to follow up with the complainant to find out why they did not come. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.